Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where is the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an RV snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your host, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. So, Jim, so scotch and Kahlua, not a real drink, just so you know. It's, oh, God, that sounds awful. It, um, it tastes awful. Um, so... You know, the things you learn in college, you really take with you the rest of your life, you know. So, Scotch in uh, Kahlua. What yeah. would you call that? Um, nightmare. <laughs> That's what I called it. So what would you call it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what you would call that. That uh, sounds yeah. – okay. That's, All right. That's bad. Uh, well, anyway, hey, this uh, – hey, everyone. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. I am Tom and that beautiful uh, – Beautiful, soulful voice you hear is Jim Doubt. Jim, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. You, that's Jim, a that's a hell of an introduction. You could sing in a in a like a blues band. I cannot sing at all. No, you're right. That'd probably be a really bad idea no. if you joined. A I can band. do really, really good spoken word. Hmm. Yeah, strong. Nice, nice. Good thing we have an uh, audio podcast then. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey Tom, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was uh, it was fun, extremely busy, and um, yes, it was stressful in that way. Like, uh, so I work, you know, I'm a mailman, of course, so I work on Saturday, most Saturdays, and so I worked all day. And while I was at work, my wife was running around town, had to bring our son to a birthday party for his friend, drop him off there. It was at our, our city aquarium, so he dropped him off there. And then she ran. And cleaned up the house and got ready because we were going. We were drive. We were going out of town for the for the night. She did all that. Went back, picked him up, and then brought him to his first baseball game. And he had to be there two and a half hours early because it was like the the jamboree, like where they bring all the teams in. It's like a ceremony. And so she had to get him there. And then I so I finally got off work and then got and I started. Uh, I got there right as the as the thing started. So that was so I got to see that, which was cool. But as soon as that was over. We hopped in the car and drove uh, two hours south to Minneapolis and hung out for another birthday party with the, for some nep- uh, nephews and nieces and stuff like that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then woke up early and then went to uh, the Twins game on Sunday went against the Boston Red Sox. And um, it was great up until the ninth inning. <laughs> it was it was 7-6 to six going into the ninth inning. And then the Red Sox decided, hey, yeah, we're just going to put, you know, 10 runs up. <laughs> In the top of the ninth, and so the twins lost seventeen to six. It was horrible. Ugh. Oh, it's horrible. So, but it was a fun. If you ever get a chance to go to Target Field in Minneapolis, uh, go it for concerts or anything. It's so much fun. It's so cool there. So that was. And how far is that drive for you from Duluth to? It's about one hundred and fifty miles. So it takes about two hours. You know. Okay. It's not too bad. You know, it's, you know, Sunday traffic wasn't too bad down there. You know, because the the the. Their uh, their stadium is right in the heart of downtown, which is awesome. When you're walking around, everyone's got their Twins gear on. It's so much fun. Like, 
everyone's in a good mood, even when they lose, you know. <laughs> so, because we're Minnesota, we're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we lost again, you know. But uh, uh, different story when the Vikings lose. You think someone just, you know, punched a baby. It's horrible, you know. Like, but uh, yeah, it's it's a blast. We love going to the, the game. So I, I had a friend, um, my friend Ryan, and uh, who I talk about on the podcast, and Tony. Uh, well, Tony lives in Minneapolis, and then uh, Ryan lives in South Carolina, and. His girlfriend had um, had a conference in Min- in Minnesota, so we kind of coordinated this whole thing of trying to get to everyone to the game and all this stuff. So it was a blast to hang out with them again, and and uh, yeah. So and uh, our friend Tony has season tickets, so we had some good seats on the club level, you know, and it was pretty sweet. So nice, man. Yeah, I had uh, and I had oh, they have this carne asada tacos there. Holy smokes, Jim, Jim. But little little word of advice. Lay off the jalapenos. I, uh, I always lay off the jalapenos. Yeah, I don't. That's the problem. Oh, <laughs> I'm wait. reminding. I'm reminded right now of that episode of Home Improvement, where he's he ate the kielbasa sausages at like the monster truck rally. You know oh yeah. Yep. 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 That's what I'm thinking of. He's right up now. all night because they went to the. Yep. They went. I think it was. If I remember my Home Improvement right, which I like to think I do, uh, they <laughs> they went to the something house of. Slovenia or something, something weird place where they get all this sausages and stuff. And he was up all yeah. night because of bad klupkis. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it was, a, it ended up being a clip show because he would up, he was up on it and then watching old, uh, home improvements down in the living room at like three in the morning. It was actually a great episode. So not that I know anything about it and I, that we, I don't mention home improvement every show. Right. That's why I brought it up. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I was a little distracted there. Cause my son came down to say good night to me and, uh, and uh, so I was, uh, so I really didn't hear half what you said, but I think if, if I think it sounded good. Now that I brought attention to it, everyone knows. But whatever. I wouldn't have known the difference. Uh, yeah. yeah. But to, to to full circle, I had a good weekend. Uh, Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how about you, Jim? How was your weekend? Uh, it was busy, but now that you've rattled off yours, mine doesn't seem that busy. Oh. Um, well. We had a, a housewarming party down in Columbus. We had to go to, which is about two hours away from us, also. Oh, so it's Went kind of the same that. thing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty close. Uh, went there, hung out with some friends, watched the Kentucky Derby. And did your horse win? My horse did not win. We did a, we drew names out of a hat, and we all threw in like five bucks. And I got Patches Patch, the one without an eye. I was pretty happy about that. I was really pulling for him to win. Uh, so it's not just a clever name. He really didn't have an eye. Mm, exactly. Okay. Um, and then we went and met up with an old friend of ours, a guy we worked with in Tulsa that is working in Columbus now. We met up with him for a couple hours. Cool. And then we drove back, got home about one in the morning, and cool. then just did errands all day Sunday. Wait, one, one in the morning? Yeah, we left at 11 at night, got home at one. Oof, that's a rough one. We thought about staying the night there. We were going to get a hotel and just decided against it. We wanted to be here when we woke up. We didn't want to drive two hours after waking up, so... It's because we're getting old, Jim. You like to be in your mm-hmm. own bed, don't you? I do. I do too. I was like, I still we stay at my brother's house, and I, I we stayed. He's got a he's got three kids, and um, so we stayed in the oldest's room. He's uh, oh, nine, nine, I think, and he's got. Well, he shares the bed. Actually, he shares the room with his other brother, who is who is five, and they have like two beds, but it's a trundle bed, so it pulls out from underneath. The one mattress does. So my wife stayed on one, and I stayed on that. And then Fletcher had his little sleeping bag on the floor. It's like we were camping in my brother's house. It was incredible. (laughs) 
So I slept on. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, but it was good. It was good. So, but I, I do miss my own bed. It's, it's, it's something to be said about that. Really I agree. Is. Yeah, I agree. Well, good. Well, Jim, I, I talked to you earlier today, and I don't want, I don't want to get you mad. I don't want to make you angry. <laughs> okay, because I, I, I did feel bad about you all day, and I was really all day thinking about you, how to solve your problem, and what I can do to help you. Um, spoiler alert, I don't have a solution. Uh, but <laughs> I did think about you. But Jim, you, you have a little issue with your uh, washer and dryer at your house. I did. I did. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was going to bed last night and uh, realized that my dryer broke. Hmm. And there was a bunch of towels in there that were less than dry. That's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we rent we rent this house and... Um, the woman who owns the house uh, got those the washer and dryer set like 20 years ago. So she expects them to go out. So in our contract that we had to sign, our lease agreement was that if they go out, we have to replace them. Hmm. Uh, we own them and we can take them with us when we go once we replace them. But um, so now we're deciding like, is it is it worth me to try to fix what's wrong with it or just buy a new washer, a new dryer? Well, you know, this happened to us too in our, you know, our first home we owned, and um, we just bit the bullet and it's like, you know, these are old. We went and just bought a new washer and a dryer, even though you're only your dryers out. I say, so I suggest because if you are gonna, you know, you got a growing family coming up, and so if you're gonna buy a house and you get to take these with you, I, I do suggest getting a good washer and dryer. So maybe you should just bite the bullet and get get the new uh, get the new thing, take them with you. Well, he, here's the thing. Um... They cost money. That's one thing. Well, no, no, it's it, you want them to look the same, right? Right. So you have to get the washer and the dryer in a set, but yeah, the washer still works. Right. We don't own the house. Our oh. thought was to buy the cheapest dryer possible, right? Put that in there, call it good, and then once we actually buy a house here in the next two years, then we want the really nice set, and we can just sell the one that we're going to buy here for a hundred bucks on Craigslist, and then go buy. Like the ones that we actually want. We just need something right now to get us by, which could really just be a guy holding a fan for all I care. Right. I can I be that guy. As dryer possible. Come on over, buddy. Oh, God, you tease me. Every every week you tease me. Uh, well, maybe maybe our friends over at Not Another Millennial Blog wrote, wrote a story about buying your first appliance. Maybe. You think? We should look in their maybe. archives. Or maybe they will. There you go. But, uh, Jim, you wrote an article for them. I did. It came Thank out you. Friday, and I read it, and I I cried like a baby. Mm. I did. It was it was it's Jim. Actually, you know what? You're a good writer. You you got a future. I think. Well, it's very nice of you to say, sir. Yeah. No, it was fun. It was about the um, why millennials should watch cult uh, cult classic movies, and you used a certain movie uh, it, 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 as your example, and it was uh, it was great. I loved it. Well, it's very nice of you. Yeah. Very nice. Of you. Well, we're gonna. Uh, I, I mentioned that because we are going to talk to uh, the editor-in-chief over there, Mary Grace Donaldson of Not Another Millennial Blog. And um, uh, so we got her uh, an interview coming up with her now, right now. Should we just get right to it, Jim? What do you think? Let's just get right to it. All right. Uh, on the line with us now is Mary Grace Donaldson of Not Another Millennial Blog. And uh, Mary, how are you? I'm very well, Tom. It, How are you? Oh, fantastic. And it's it's Mary Grace, right? You go, not just Mary? Yes, it Okay, is. I'm sorry. I already no, screwed Mary up. Mary Grace is it. All right. No, not at all. My parents forgot to give me a middle name, so they gave me two <laughs> first names. Oh, well, that's How many times nice. have you used that line? 
too many to count. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, thank thank you for joining us, and uh, this has been it's been quite a few weeks for us. We we uh, we really enjoy reading uh, the articles you put up on your on your website, and um, and it's really we're humbled that you wanted to work with us and have us contribute to your website. That's pretty amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. We're humbled to have you guys, too. Uh, anyone who talks about the 90s on a semi-regular basis is okay with us. <laughs> is there is there people out there who talk about it too much? Because I feel like we might fall into that category. I know a few people who might, hmm. but you'd get along great with them. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so that's the yes. That is a yes. That's yeah. a yes. Um, Mary Grace, how, how did you get started with your blog? How did it, How did everything unfold? It actually started uh, following uh, my friend Michelle Iono and I, who who run the blog. We run the blog together. Uh, I'm the founder and editor in chief, and she's the brand manager and social media manager. And mm-hmm. we both wrote for a freelance website, and the website ended up going under. And I had this idea, and I went to Michelle and said, "You know, we can't write for them anymore, but let's start our own." And we we were both tired of negative stereotypes surrounding millennials. So all of our content is really geared towards showing how much millennials are a powerful and educated generation uh, that also like things like entertainment and uh, 90s sitcoms at the same time. (laughs) I mean, yeah, people shouldn't judge me just because I'm sitting there drinking an ecto cooler. And I'm 35 years old. I still have. I still can contribute to society. You know. You know you can buy ecto coolers now in the store. You can discontinue them now. You can get them. Yeah, little, little, little spoiler. There's ecto cooler in my refrigerator right now, and it's not my son's. It's mine. So, yeah. so did you uh, did you go to school for for journalism or, or what did you study? Uh, my undergraduate degree is in uh, it's in communications and media studies. Okay. And then my master's degree is also in public communications and media studies. And that's actually where I met Michelle. We met in graduate school. Nice. Uh, we were in the same program. Uh, she actually did her undergrad at Fordham where we met. I did my undergrad somewhere else. I came there and the rest is pretty much history. Cool. So as far as your uh, your your uh, loyal fan base there, what what's the spectrum of of your readers are they all millennials are they younger are they older how do they fit into the into the blog well it's it is mostly millennials we love to reach out to other millennial blogs that are out there that are have a similar type of mission to ours uh any type of career advice blogs or friends of ours <laughs> and we occasionally get a few people who aren't millennials obviously our families are interested in what we do <laughs> it's no the matter only people to age. listen to us so I, I can relate to that. <laughs> well maybe your family I'm sure but... that's not true because we found you yeah well i don't know how <laughs> but thank you <laughs> yeah how did you find our our podcast we actually found you on twitter i was doing some basic outreach searches on the 90s and i that's how i found fa- in the 80s and that's how I found you guys. Wow! Hey, nice job, Tom. Good, I did. Good I did Twitter it right. Game on your end. It, a little another mm-hmm. spoiler. I, I'm uh, new to Twitter as of November, so uh, <laughs> I did it right. Really? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was always against it. <laughs> you absolutely did. We love Twitter. I was like an old man about it. I'm like, I'm against it, basically, because I didn't understand it. But now I get it, and I'm figuring it out. So, <laughs> but and it worked. Someone found us. That's not a family member. So that's a good thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> we love Twitter, and I'm happy we found you guys there. 
good. Well, good. thank you. Um, what's uh, what's your favorite thing to write about? What's your niche? You like movies, well, you know, and music, or TV? Question, I, uh, we have six categories on the blog. They mm-hmm. are entertainment, career advice, dating advice, uh, current events and politics, uh, real life stories, and I'm sure I'm forgetting one. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. I, I forget stuff all the time. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's okay. I've, uh, but I've uh, I've read other uh, oh other adulting. Bro- that's what we oh, call it. Oh, ad- adulting. Oh. I don't know anything about I need, that. Yes. I need to bookmark that category. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim, I don't know if you heard. Jim's we have about a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah. Well, Jim's about to be a, a, a dad, a first-time dad. So you know, he's got a lot of adulting to do. So. <laughs> Lots of growing up I need to do. Yeah. So if you can throw well, an article on there about that. Yeah. We have one on there. We uh, we did a chat with a millennial working mom. So that could oh. be helpful to you. Well, there you go. J- Jim, you're about to be a working mom yourself. So that, that'd be good. <laughs> I would. You don't know how much I would love to be a stay-at-home dad. Oh, like uh, like Mr. Mom. Like the movie. Exactly yeah. like Mr. Mom. There you go. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Well, it, it's funny. J- in Jim's article he wrote for you guys, he mentioned, uh, he made a comment, uh, a quote from Mr. Mom in there. So why why did I you... I remember that. Yeah. So why why the heck would you want us to write an article for your... Because <laughs> you have professional writers. We're, we're idiots. So like what uh, what brought... What, what made you think, hey, we want to work with these guys? <laughs> because you guys love the same entertainment that we do. So we're... Yeah. Well, and Jim, I'll and, say I'll say this right now. Jim was a great article. The way that we are. Well, good, good. It was a, it was a good article. Jim totally wrote me out of it, which is nice. Uh, so I, I feel I feel a little offended that I was not involved in it whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, no, that's okay. I just set everything up and did everything. I, I'm a little angry. I don't know if you could tell. Um, but <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. It was it was a well written article, Jim, and I'm not jealous whatsoever. I'm just. Tom, uh, let's be clear. This is this is your show. No, it's you not are my show. basically <laughs> you're the producer, <sighs> and I, I am writing your your very short coattails to success, and I'm fine with that. Well, my name is first in the title. Oh, you know, let's not do this in front of guests. Let's not do this in front of in front of friends. <laughs> let's just wait. We'll t- I'll talk to you off air about that, Jim. Uh, no, it was. And it, um, we, I got a lot of feedback. I sent the. You know, I made for sure friends and family saw the article. I sent it, and I got a lot of feedback. Um, and not just from Jim's article, you know, and about our show, but a lot of your stuff on there. Mm-hmm. So, are you getting a lot of cool feedback from people about what you guys are writing? Yes. Uh, b- our readers really like that we're gung ho about bringing about defying the millennial stereotype, as we like to say. It, it, I, like, I like showing that. how. Yeah. yeah thank ahead. you. We're very intent on showing uh, heartfelt pieces and true, and just being honest and transparent all the time. And what would you say? Because you keep you keep mentioning that millennial stereotype. What do you think that stereotype is of a typical millennial these days? We I see a lot of things out there on social media saying how millennials are special snowflakes, or <laughs> they don't know how they don't millennials don't know how to go to work, and millennials ruined everything. And <laughs> we we don't we don't like to hear that. It Which does. Is, it's kind we of funny even be- saw an art. We even saw an article at some point that said millennials ruined bar soap. What? <laughs> I use bar soap. What's? But should I not be using bar soap? No. 
What's going on you here? Smell I, have to, you smell I gotta find you that article and send it to you because it really exists. Okay, well, I yeah. love my Irish Spring and I'm gonna keep using it. <laughs> is it weird that when you said bar of soap, Irish Spring is the only thing I could think of that's actually a bar of soap? Well, uh, Mary Grace, you found us, I think you said on Twitter, and I remember you reached yes, out I and did. you reached out and said, I forgot which, which show we did, and you're like, hey, we wrote an article about that i think it was our rom or uh, not was it rom-coms episode i think yes because we had an article on 80s rom-coms yeah which was awesome and you know going back and you had one of the same ones in your article that we had which is really cool and yes. uh, so i think that's kind of how it all started and then and then it was kind of a running joke and i, I remember even joking with jim and i think i even reached out to you uh, on twitter saying hey do you have one on superheroes and then you're like in <laughs> within five minutes you sent back like yep here it is i'm like oh great we're just <laughs> copying everything they do here <laughs> yeah <laughs> not at all hey great minds think alike i guess i guess so i guess so so our last show was cult classic movies yes uh what what are your favorite cult classic movies uh the truth is i really have two one of them i wrote an article about is okay. a christmas story beautiful nice which would uh didn't really have much success in the box office, and then all of a sudden, TBS decided to uh, do the 24-hour marathon every year on Christmas Eve. And the only time I will actually watch that movie is on Christmas Eve, but you would think I'd watch it all year round because I can recite most of it. Right. <laughs> now, you may have heard me mention this several times on the show, um, but the house is here in Cleveland, where I live. I know. <laughs> so, And they, they just made this national story. Um, before you could bid on sleeping there one night on christmas eve and you could you could win that and stay the night in the house but now it's like a hotel and you can do it any night of the year i i recently saw this i'm I'm gonna have to check this out you yeah you have to it's worth a pilgrimage to cleveland just to go to that house and go through the gift shop it's pretty cool I, all of my money would probably be gone <laughs> well it's money well spent mary grace it's it's yeah. definitely worth it yeah. I have a running joke with many of my friends about how cheap I am, but most of that would be gone if I walked through the Christmas story house. <laughs> Everyone has their weakness, you know, and that's that's that would yeah. be I, one. I own a leg lamp. Nice. Beautiful, perfect, good. Yeah. Um, I uh, you know, it's, I think on our when we talked about our Christmas movies, that's when we talked about this movie, and uh, I I remember telling Jim I have the you know special edition Blu-ray everything and i've yet to watch it because i just wait till christmas eve and watch it i don't watch it any other yeah. year there's no reason for me to buy it but i i have to have it you know it's like yeah it's it's good knowing of i course. have it yeah yeah what oh, and, oh, uh, uh i was gonna say what is your second cold classic movie uh, uh it has to be the rocky heart picture show that's a Very that's nice. a popular one yeah that's my yes. wife's favorite absolute favorite one so that's like the essential I, cult classic movie i think yeah what so what's your favorite character from that movie? That's definitely a toss up. I mean I love Frankenfurter. Uh but prob uh probably Magenta after that, actually. So do you do the, the movie theater and the whole audience participation stuff? I I have done it many times. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you watch I think Fox did one last year maybe with uh Yes. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Did you watch that? Of course. What did, what did you think of it? There, there were shining moments. Adam Lambert, I have to say, it was a shining moment. 
Okay. The rest of it, not so much. <laughs> it's kind of like when they did the Grease Live thing, too. Everyone was excited for it, and, you know, it wasn't that great on TV. Because mm. everyone wants the movie, oh, you know. But. They changed words and songs, and they did things that weren't movie accurate <sighs> from the original, and I, I kind of, I had yeah. to turn it off after That's that. That's the quickest way Ooh. to upset your core audience is when you change things up, you know. It's, I get it. I'd get angry. It's like, it's like changing mm-hmm. Star Wars. You know, people would get pretty upset right. if they change some things in there, which they have, <laughs> and they have gotten upset about it. So yeah, right, right, yeah. So. Oh, you guys will have to talk to Michelle about that because she's our resident Star Wars guru. Oh, oh nice. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, on our show here coming up, our uh, this you know this episode after we got phone with you, we're doing our top five summertime movies. Do you have a movie that uh, kind of gears you up for summer, or it's some it's our our theme is like it's summer related, you know, something that takes place in summertime. Do you have one that you like? Oh, I'm gonna give you the ultimate '90s girl stereotypical throwback right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, every everyone who's my age read the Babysitters Club when we were young, mm-hmm. right? And then they made a very girly summer movie out of it that came out when I was probably eight years old. I remember that movie. And and when I was eight years old, I loved it, and it was the dream summer for anyone who was an aspiring teenager. Didn't it, that had the girl from the Cedar Old of Alex Mack in it? Didn't it? I think so. Yes. I think she was in that. Yeah. I like how Jim knows everything about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not like I own it on Blu-ray Special Edition or something. You do. You do. And I and I remember stupid things. I also remember that uh, Dreams by the Cranberries was in the trailer for that movie. I don't know why I know that, but I remember that song playing in the trailer. I have that song on my iPod. There's no shame. And yes, I still use an iPod. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with that? Everybody has their music on their phone now. I say, oh, it takes up too much space. Every it's All the music's on my iPod. No, you need an iPod to put the music on, and then you need right. space on your phone to download our podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, because those take up room, you know, so. <laughs> it's a shameless plug. Is that good enough for you, Jim? <laughs> shameless plug? That was that was beautiful, Katie Couric. That was that was a beautiful segue. Hey, she's, just because we're the same height doesn't mean you have to call me Katie Couric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, what's coming up next, or what's coming up uh, down the pike here for Not Another Millennial Blog? What kind of stories you are you working on? Oh, well, uh, this week we're, uh, we're talking about 13 Reasons Why, which is sweeping Ooh. Netflix all over the place. It was yeah. a fantastic show. I have yet to watch yes. it, um, and Jim has told me many times to watch it, but not with the, the kid in the room. Right? You that's... Said, I, that's yeah. That's yes. a good idea. That's smart. Yeah, so that's why we've had some rough. We've had a hard time finding time to watch it, but we will watch it because it's everyone's talking about this thing. Well, yes. I love like uh, kind of like whodunit murder mystery type um, miniseries, and that show starts off very much that way. Like you, you know she's dead, but you don't really understand if someone killed her or how it took place or what's going on until about halfway through and everything starts coming together. And you realize that that show is much, much heavier than just your normal whodunit teen movie. And it's absolutely, it was was fantastic. Nice. What we're actually going to be talking about is how it's popping up at schools and making schools more aware of mental health and situations that go with it. Yeah, my wife and I have talked a lot about it because I know it's getting uh, both sides of of the reaction. It's uh, some people who 
have gone through it, um, have maybe attempted it, are saying that it's it's a great movie that kids need to watch it, that they need to be aware of it. And people on the other side of that coin are, are saying that it's, it was too graphic. It was too intense for teens to watch. But um, I mean, I know where I fall on that. My wife and I have talked a lot about it. And if we had a teenager, we would sit down and watch it with them. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have young kids, I agree with the not with the young child in the room. No, no. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. like like 16 to 18. Right, right, right. Yeah, my uh, we have a five-year-old, so a lot of our nights are taken up with uh, uh, Mickey Mouse uh, and uh, what is his big one now? He watches oh, this one called Chuggington. It's a bunch of trains. So that's oh. that's my well, my knowledge right fair, now is Tom, cartoons. To be I fair, Chuggington can be pretty intense. Chuggington's awesome. Okay, you guys give it a try. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I actually ask I, him. My cousins all have kids. Oh, see, see, um, I will ask my son. I'm, I'm like, do you want to watch it? I try to make him watch it. He's like, no, I don't want to watch something else. And I try to get him to watch it because I really like the show. I'm just a big child. So, uh, well, Mary, thanks for uh, joining us. Um, and we uh, we really Thank enjoyed. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we love working with you. You know, and, and maybe we uh, will collaborate again on something. We'll have to have you back on and um, talk about um, a couple other stories you got or uh, any of your uh, other writers you got there. So. That would be terrific, actually. You know, my friend who wrote the rom-coms article, I think she'd be a really good fit. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thanks again for joining us. Enjoy your evening in uh, in uh, in in chilly New York, as it's you say it's cold. Yes, there. I got to get back to the Yankees. Well, yeah. Well, hopefully yes. they win again for for your sake. I don't really care. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm a Twins fan. We are just used to disappointment. Right. So. <laughs> All right. But well, thank you both for having me. It's been no. really great. Oh, thank, well, thank you. you very much. Thank yeah. you. All right. And, and, All right. Oh, plug Have your, a great night. Plug your wait. Plug your Twitter again and your uh, your website. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can follow Not Another Millennial Blog on Twitter at Not Am Blog N O T A M B L O G, and our website is www.notanothermillennial.com. Uh, and of course, you can like us on Facebook just not another millennial blog you can search for that and you'll find us uh instagram is the same thing at n-o-t-a-m-b-l-o-g perfect all right well get everyone everyone go out there and follow them they're a really good read and uh we're excited to be working with them so all right thank you very much mary grace we'll see you later okay thanks well jim that was uh that was fun talking to her i i uh, really enjoy uh um someone someone else's voice other than yours (laughs) that <laughs> uh, was awesome um and what a better there i couldn't think of a better way to celebrate our 20th episode than having a guest on can you believe it i didn't even know I, until just recently when we we're saving the episode i'm like oh man it's our 20th episode isn't that crazy you know when you when you like what you do tom it's not work wow you know there's some shows out there tv shows that don't make it to 20 episodes it's true. Usually, they're the ones I like the most. Right. It's usually on. Uh, it's usually a Fox drama that they cancel way too early. Yeah. 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 And uh, the other one is The Big Bang Theory, and that just keeps fucking going. Yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, it's going, and they just they just keep backing the money truck up to those people, from what I read. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you, Tom. Yeah. Do you know what a fidget spinner is? Oh my gosh, Jim! Uh, what is with this thing? And I've been, as a mailman, I've been, uh, I didn't know I was delivering these things, but people get, you know, we deliver packages to people. Well, I walked up to this one house to deliver this 
this this big envelope and the mom comes out and she goes oh you know what this is and i tell her well no because they don't let me look in the packages anymore <laughs> yeah i opened it in the yeah i mean they got mad at me that one time and i was like well, okay well i guess i won't do that so um and she opens it up and her kid comes right out and, they, and, and she's telling me all about it i'm like what and then later that evening i saw a story on uh on online about it like on yahoo or something like that and i was like what the heck is this thing yeah i've seen them i started i saw a couple story news stories on them and then i uh in my office i always have abc on because it's a station i work for and so uh, like the view will come on throughout the day the view and steve harvey and all these type of shows and they were doing a big story on it so i looked into them and I'm sure everybody knows about these, but if you don't, they're just like a, a little spinner that you hold in your hand and you can just kind of flick around and it's supposed to help kids. Originally, it was like kids with ADD and kids with uh, who are fidgeting in their chairs and it would just give them something to occupy their mind so they wouldn't fidget as much. And now schools are having a hard time with it and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I watched these stories and I was like, I'm going to check these out. So I jump on Amazon. They had one. I mean, they're like five bucks, ten bucks. So I got one. And uh, I got to tell you, I love it. Really? I do. I do because at work I, I write and I have to um, come up with like advertising concepts and stuff like that. And usually I'll like bounce a ball or throw a ball against the wall while I'm thinking. I need to be doing something while I'm like brainstorming. And I got one of these and it just helps me to like have something in my hand while I'm trying to concentrate on something else. Hmm. Interesting. It's, mm-hmm. And I guess it's better than having your cell phone always in your hand. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. always Ooh, yeah. we're so attached to everything. So, uh, well, that's interesting. But, yeah, schools are cracking down on these things now, I guess, because they're a d- d- distraction, you know. But uh, Yeah, well, the kids are, like, doing tricks with them and stuff like that. But I think the main concept behind it is really cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, well, cool. Well, maybe I'll get one. I probably won't. But maybe I will. <laughs> maybe. maybe I'll send you one. Oh, Jim. Jim. Well, what uh, – what are we talking about uh, this week? Uh, what's here? What are we talking about? I got my notes here somewhere. Uh, we are talking about movies Ooh. that are set in the summertime. Summer. That was beautiful. You like that? Yeah. I sing yeah. that because um, uh, uh, you know we have a, we have a we have a young child in the house and he likes the movie Frozen. He did anyway. And there's that guy who sings about summer. And so I always yell that, you know, I always say, in summer, and everyone hates me because I can't sing, so. Tom, I have a kid on the way, but I don't yet have a child, so I've never seen the movie Frozen. It's not a bad movie, Jim. It's actually really good. Um, but I'm sure it's good. I mean, I love Disney and Pixar and right. all that stuff. But. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, they're good movies. Um, Zootopia is our new favorite around the house. Or uh, Sing. Have you seen this one or heard about this one, Sing? No. S-I-N-G. It's like a singing competition with these animals. Fletcher just loves that one now. But they're good. They're always good movies. But these songs get stuck in your head. And you're just like, it kind of drives you insane. And then you just you end up singing them yourself like I just tried. You know? So. Well, whatever. Whatever. No one wants to hear us talk about Disney movies. Well, maybe they maybe they do. Actually, we had a suggestion that we should do our top five, top five Disney movies sometime. We should definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we get to our topic... Um, which we already said we we're going to get to our summertime talks, but I got a couple, a couple uh, comments, and I wanted to, I wanted to make sure to mention them because they're, they're nice. Uh, one was from uh, listener Carla, and she said, "Congratulations, Jim!" Talking about the baby coming. It was so, very nice of her. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then, um, what? Uh, oh boy, where's my notes? Uh, another one from uh, um, listener Tony. He had some suggestions on on what we should do for top five also, and he said we should do our top five Seinfeld episodes. 
mm-hmm. which would be really hard for me because I love all of them. <laughs> so that could be rough. That would be, be a rough go for for Tom Skull here. And then he suggested we should do one on – because he likes the, the products that we – we do the shows on the products like we did last week with the 90s clothing clothing uh kid beverages like beverages that's not alcoholic the stuff you drank when you're a little kid okay i thought that was kind of, i thought that would be kind of fun so yeah um uh, my notes are not uh, showing up so i'm gonna have to look on my my cell phone here uh i <laughs> think that's we. it oh oh i wanted to mention that so we are still getting one <laughs> at least one download a week from taiwan so it's got to be one person, right? It's got to be just one person. It's just so I'm, I'm saying now, I'm reaching, I want that person to reach out to us. I want that you find us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email, you know, at, at Tom and Jim's Top 5 at Gmail. It, I want to know why you listen to us. I want to know who you are. You're the one person in the whole country of Taiwan that listens to us. I would just love to hear why. <laughs> Isn't that cool though? Isn't that I think that's so cool. And like we mentioned last week, we had Denmark and people listen to us in Denmark and oh my god, Jim, we're worldwide now. It's by storm. Yeah, we're like you too. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, pretty um, close. And the other thing I want to mention, we started a little little trend with uh, these Jan Sport backpacks <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on Facebook, and I took a picture. And I believe you put it on our Instagram, I put it on Twitter, and I put it on our Facebook of me holding up the Jansport backpack. And then the other people were sending in pictures of them with their Jansport backpacks. New ones, old ones, it's great. And then you took a beautiful picture of yourself with one as well. <laughs> which I, I really I, thought that was going to catch on, i got to be honest. I thought that was going to be a viral craze. I, th- I, I thought it would, too. I, uh, Jansport did like our tweet. I did, I did tag them in the tweet, and they did like it. So, at least they're they're now aware of us. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> right. right. Well, cool. Well, Jim, let's get into our topic of the week. We're doing summertime yeah, movies, and um, and so uh, the, yeah, this is not we mentioned not summer like blockbusters, you know, not like, not like uh, like what do I Transformers, you know, like summer, you know, anything Will Smith related, really, unless it's summer related, I guess, <laughs> right? Doesn't he always have a big summer blockbuster every year? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Well, some of them are good. Um, so anyway, okay, cool. Well, let's get into it, Jim. Let's uh, start with uh, your number five. Okay, my number five. I went with uh, a scary movie oh, for yeah. my number five. Good. Uh, it was a toss-up between two different scary movies. My other one I'll, I'll list as my honorable mention, but my number five is I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, nice. Summer right in the title. Right? You can't go wrong. If yeah. it's in the title, it's indisputable. Yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit about this movie. A little bit about it. It was made in 97. I'm sure everybody's seen this movie. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Felipe, Freddie Prinze Jr., and Hesh. Um, like so many of the teen Scream movies, it, it has a very star-studded cast, and some of them weren't stars, and some of them were when they were cast. Jennifer Love Hewitt was already a star. Um, but I love this category of movies. I love Scream and Urban Legend and The yeah. Faculty and Final Destination. I just love like those '90s teen horror movies. But they're usually so high, this, they're usually during the school year, and this one's different. usually yeah yes usually they are during the school year. But this one is clearly a summer one. Right. I like this movie. It's a good one. I I don't even think of this one when I was thinking of my list. So good good pull. Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean they kill a guy on a road they get rid of his body and the next year they start getting letters saying i know what you did last summer and then they start getting killed off one by one 
the one I remember is um, when Sarah Michelle Gellar's on stage and they're in the audience. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, or no, yeah. So uh, yeah, I. Is it the other way around? She's. Are they on stage and they watch her get killed? In no, the no, no, no. She's on stage because she's in the beauty pageant. Yes. And she is uh, seen up in the up in the balcony. The what's proceeding, and I'll let you continue. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I I like that genre of movie. So I went with uh, a scary movie from a number five, which isn't really what you would expect from a a summer movie, but. I went with the scary one. Well, you know, I got one in here that's uh, could be. Well, we'll just we'll get to it later. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. All okay. Right. Well, good. Is that all you got on that? Yeah, that's it. Good movie. You mentioned star-studded cast. You know, they got a lot of um, a lot of people in there, and that that were earlier in their career, and then became quite quite big, you know, stars. Um, like you said, Jennifer Love Hewitt was already kind of a a pretty big star at the time, but. Um, Freddie Prince, this is kind of one of his first big roles, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar was already in uh, Buffy at yeah. this point. Yeah, but not movies, though. So yeah. Not movies, yeah. Well, good, good. Well, I went with my number five was tough because I was kept going back and forth, back and forth between these two movies, and I had to leave one off because this is not Tom and Jim's top six. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> this is a top five, so I had to cut one out, and it was a really hard one to cut it out, and I'll talk about it later. But I went with um, a 2001 movie, and I went with American Pie 2. Okay. (laughs) So it's really weird for me to put a sequel in here, but I'm going to tell you why. So everyone knows the American Pie movie franchise. You know, the first movie came out in, in what, 99, and it was... uh, it, you know, it had uh, it, it kind of it set some new standards, a new uh, I don't know if it was a good standard, but new it kind of broke some guidelines and it set some new rules for how movies were made, kind of the raunchy cr- comedy thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but the second movie was great, and why I like it is because it it, it kind of follows along with kind of how I felt at that time. 2001 was you know it was right after my first year of college, and it, and this movie follows these guys right after their first year of college, and they get back together and hang out for the summer. You know, and so I it, it kind of like related to it, you know, and of course, you know, they get back to the summer and then they figure out how to party every day and all this stuff. And uh, and that's what was my main goal, I think, for the whole 12 weeks of summer. It was just like, how, where can I drink these beers? How many of them can I drink? And who's going to be there watching me do this? <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> And uh, so it was great. So I've got, you know they go to the you know they go to the uh, this beach house, which of course you know college kids affording that is unheard of. So that's the Hollywood part of it. But because well, I can never do that, I think I lived in, I still live in my parents' basement, you know. <laughs> but I but uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a really fun movie. Um, uh, Stifler is being just his Stifler esque, you know, like <laughs> doing all the crazy things and. Uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. I, it's, it's a really fun summer movie, and it, it's 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 different for me because I have now picked a movie that is actually not in the 80s or 90s. <laughs> I picked a movie that was came out in 2001, which is I'm starting to freak myself out a little bit about it. Huh. But uh, <laughs> I didn't a, realize that wasn't late 90s. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny movie. It's I, I mean you've seen it, right? Uh, the, oh um, yeah. Yeah, the oh, best yeah. part of the movie is the soundtrack, and I had the I bought the movie soundtrack and. Uh, and I know you know we talk about music a lot, and movie soundtracks are, I, I'm assuming to you too, very important for me for movies. Like I, the music is very important, and these yes. songs were awesome. Especially they were perfect for the time. You know, it was a lot of Sum 41, Good Charlotte. <laughs> you know that music I was just listening to at that time, and um, 
Uh, I just, I loved it. I, ha I had the soundtrack. I still have it. I still have the CD. Um, it, I have a bunch of CDs in the trunk of my car, which I don't use because it's just uh, the CDs, and people don't play CDs anymore, which I, I still like to, but whatever. Um, I still do. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, of course, it's part of the American Pie franchise. Um, I, I will argue this one is better than the first one, I think. Um, I, I do. I, yeah, I will say I'll, I'll argue that I like it better than the first one. The first one's great. I'm not. I don't. I, I love the first one. But I'm just gonna go with this one a little bit more. That's all. But um, the other movies horrible. <laughs> so, there's. A, I think there's so many movies. I, well, there's four with the original cast. There's American Pie, American Pie Two, then American Wedding, which was okay. Then there's a new one, American. Pi 4, I think it was just called. So it's an American Reunion? American Reunion, yeah, because it was their like, 10-year class reunion, which I never saw. Yeah. And so I don't know if it's any good. And then there was um, some shoot, some offshoots, you know, with just like Eugene Levy's character, <laughs> Jim's yeah. dad. And like it was like followed Stifler's brother, and there was like a band camp one. They were basically like National Lampoon yeah. movies that they just slapped American Pie on. Yeah, yeah. And they were, you know, they're not. And I, I saw the band camp one, which is horrible. And I don't think I've ever seen the other ones, but. Yeah, uh, these are there. It was. It's a fun movie. I like it. 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 It's. It, it just brings back memories of that first summer back from college, and you're, you. You. You're only like nineteen, twenty. You don't know what you really want to do, but you just know the only goal you had was to find girls and party. <laughs> you know, like that was like your only goal, and that's what this movie falls along. If girls shouldn't like this movie. <laughs> It's a total guy movie, <laughs> and I get that. I really do. But I did, what really makes me like it is is uh, remembering you know being the, having that summer with my friends, you know, kind of thing when you're when you you have something to talk about because you've been away now. You you grew up with these people. You went away from them. Now you can, you can kind of get back and then see how people changed and stuff. So yeah, it's like your first reunion, you know, kind of thing like that. So there. Anything else on American Pie, Jim? No. Well, all right, all right. You're mar you're you're uh, you're you're named after Jim from American Pie, right? I am, yeah. Yep, makes sense. Actually, when I started college, I had a good friend of mine who um, he would always do that line that uh, Shannon Elizabeth, like in her accent from the first one, and whenever he'd Jim, see me, he'd go, Jim. Dear Jim. <laughs> oh, well, now I know how to, when I call you, I know what I'm going to say. I, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad we could. Okay. <laughs> okay, Jim, what's your number four? My number four is a 1973 movie that takes place in 1962 okay. called American Graffiti. Oh, nice. Good pull, so, Jim. Thank you. I love this movie. It's, uh, it is a summer movie, but it takes place at the end of summer. Mm -hmm. So have you seen this movie? I have. I have. It's okay. So it's... Um, it's these kids like last real weekend of summer really and they're all going back to college and continuing on with their lives and trying to figure out what it is that they want to do and on the verge of growing up whereas like the beginning of the summer you've got so much freedom ahead of you and the end of the summer you have to face real life and that's what these kids are doing and this was uh george lucas movie after his first movie bombed it was thx 1138 which is like a sci-fi movie and uh didn't do well in the box office this was his second movie, and Francis Ford Coppola signed on as a producer after he did The Godfather. Um, he told Lucas he needed to make something a little more relatable, and this is what he came up with. It had Richard Dreyfuss and Mackenzie Phillips, and I think Mackenzie Phillips was an alcoholic even when she did this, and she was very, very young. Uh, Harrison Ford, Ron Howard, of course, and the Wolfman Jack. 
makes a, a huge appearance in this movie. Um, my dad used to tell me stories about listening to Wolfman Jack on AM radio. That's and awesome. how he would he would broadcast out of like Juarez, Mexico into the US so he couldn't be controlled as to what he said. And uh, it was, yeah, he's in this movie and um, Dreyfus is chasing around this girl all night and this blonde girl in a Thunderbird. And it's, I mean, that's pretty much the point of the movie. It's just a bunch of kids and um, they're just figuring it out. And yeah. I love movies that do that. Movies that don't really have a huge plot line, like those coming of age movies. I really like those a lot. And this right. is like a, just a classic one. Right. And uh, the cars. Oh, the cars in this movie. Oh, yeah. The, just awesome. The 32 Ford, the, the yellow Roadster. <sighs> The, best. the classic car from that movie. Yeah. I think the license plate of that car is THX 1138. It, it is, uh, and that's a you know uh, a little nugget for uh, all of George Lucas's movies. He puts that in there somewhere. He puts the T- THX 1138 in certain things, like he's, mm-hmm. even in Star Wars it, that comes up a lot. So that's true, yeah. yeah which is cool, and uh, yeah, but yeah, that movie. I never saw that original movie of his, but um, I, heard I it, actually didn't either. Heard it was pretty bad, so. <laughs> Yeah. Well, good, good. I like that. That's a good one. And Harrison Ford, I believe, first uh, his first role is in a movie. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was. Well, cool. Uh, He uh, he went on. He did a couple things. He had a pretty good career. George, yeah. George Lucas uh, learned how to direct movies. Yeah. And learned how to write them, and uh, did pretty well for himself. Yeah. And he learned to just put Harrison Ford in all of them, and you'll be all right. Seems to be the key to success, really. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, good, good. I like that one. Is that all you got on that? Yeah, that's it. I like it. this rapid fire stuff. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I got I, things I, to do. So, <laughs> right. You know. All right, all right. So my number four, and I, I am going to apologize now because I think you're oh gonna. Ha- I know you're gonna have this, and it's gonna be higher on your list. But I had to put it here because I had to put the other ones higher. Okay. 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 Fair. But you mentioned these kids are going back to school. It's like the end of summer. Well, this one. Oh no. Oh no, Tom. <laughs> This one starts off the summer. Do you want to say it, Jim? Days and Confused. It is Days and Confused. Okay. One of my favorite movies of all time, Jim. But so are the other three ahead of this. So I, <laughs> like, I had to pick. <laughs> but we'll, I, I knew you're gonna. It's gonna be on your list, so we'll talk about it together. Is that okay? With you? We might have the same final three movies. Well, maybe we will. I, that's good. That's good. Well, Days and Confused. Um, for those of you who listen to us, uh, all twenty episodes, especially Jim has brought up Days and Confused uh, quite a bit. Um, but uh, this is a great movie. It's, it takes place on the last day of school. You have these kids in a suburb of Austin, Texas. And it's just uh, was it takes place in 1976, and that, the championship season yeah. of '76. Let me tell let me tell you what Malbatos is packing right here. All right, we got four <laughs> eleven Positrack Outback, seven fifty double pumper, Edelbrock intake, board over thirty, eleven to one pop up pistons, turbo jet, three ninety house bar. We're talking some fucking muscle. Got <laughs> <sighs> to get some shoes on this thing. Ah, uh, shoes. Whatever. Oh, I love that. Uh, Wooderson, that's Wooderson's line, and he's my favorite character of that movie. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Matthew, I just watched his audition tape. You can go on YouTube and watch McConaughey's audition tape oh, for for that. It's absolutely awesome. It's, uh, well, uh, for those of you who don't know, it came out in 93, uh, directed and written by Richard Linklater. It was, uh, his first, I think it was his first movie to get out there, right, I believe? Yeah, 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 it was. And it wasn't well received at first. You know, we could have put this on our cult classic movies, but I, I was kind of saving it. 
And uh, it, it's so well known now that it was it followed in that guideline of me being like, well, everyone knows it now. So it's like everyone loves it. So I didn't want to put it in there. But uh, I absolutely love this movie. Um, uh, a little fun facts: we mentioned Matthew McConaughey already as character Wooderson. He based it on his older brother. Matthew McConaughey's older brother apparently acted <laughs> like this. And um, um, his production, Matthew McConaughey's production company now is called JKL Productions, which comes from his uh, life credo: "Just keep living, just keep living." L i v i n, which I say that all the time. Everyone's like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "Living." L i v i n. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Vince Vaughn auditioned for the uh, role of Benny, but was turned down because he thought him and Ben Affleck looked too much alike, and they wanted oh, a contrast cool. between the characters. Because Benny, I believe, has got red hair in the movie. Yeah, it was uh, Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser, yeah. And it was, so you mentioned it. So a lot of these guys, um, Matthew McConaughey's first movie, Ben Affleck was kind of well known from like School Ties and stuff like that. But these, this launched a lot of careers. This movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Joey Joey Lauren Adams, mm-hmm. um, Parker Posey, uh, Renee Zellweger was actually in it, uncredited. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's crazy. J- uh, Jason London. I mean. You know the only the thing, the the freshman in it, the the pitcher, um, Willie Willie Wiggins, played by Willie Wiggins. Yep. I think the only other thing he was ever in was one scene in The Faculty, and that was it. I don't even remember him from that. He was buying scat off of uh, (laughs) uh, what's his name's character. Um, Yeah, the the main character in the movie. He was buying his drug off of him, which was just like baking soda, and he was it was him and. hide from that 70s show oh nice. and that was like the only scene he was in nice uh, a couple other things about this movie i mean a, a couple of fun facts that uh when uh benny's in shot in shop class and he's working on his paddle you know because they use the paddles for the initiation uh-huh. uh they show a f- clip of the teacher sleeping uh and that teacher is actually a real shop teacher at that school who uh just <laughs> recently retired he was he was still there for from 93 on you know so he, they just put him in the movie and just said just close your eyes and we'll be in the movie <laughs> So, um, and they all designed their own paddles, uh, all the cast and characters. So a lot of them, you know, their own things. There's one in there that says 17 years on it. It says one seven YRS 17 years. And that's the, um, one of the guys put that on there to, uh, for the difference between the, from 1993 to 1976, 17 year difference. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And all those, uh, all those, um, are at, uh, in Austin, Texas, which is closed, and now it's recently reopened. But it's also you also has a big scene in Varsity Blues, Top Notch Burgers, mm-hmm. which also takes place in Texas. Um, so yeah, I, I love this movie. It's a great movie. It's like you mentioned it with uh, the other one. You know, coming is kind of a coming of age. Like these guys, you know, they they're gonna go into their senior year. They don't know what's going. You know, the, America was in a different place back then, so they're kind of like they're just kind of just floating by like what should we do you know, should we just smoke pot and drink all the time should do i really want to play football do i want to think about school do, you know so it's a really cool coming of age tale of all these guys and uh and it takes place over a night which i love movies that do just one uh, one night or one day yes and it's so cool it ends with a big tower we got uh, party at the moon tower party at the moon yep. tower we'll see you there <laughs> so, i know you i know you and uh, i mentioned earlier i was with my friends tony and ryan this weekend and i'm probably going to mention them a lot because we repeat these movies all the time and uh this is one that we would just talk about all the time we'll we'll send text back and forth and just of a, of a line and 
um, that that line I mentioned, you know, Wooderson's when he's talking about his car, and then I read it. I had to read it because I can't remember it all. But he can yeah. he can say it. My friend Tony can say it just off the top of his head right now. He could, I could call him <laughs> and he would say it. Like, oh, it's just it's the best. What do you got on this? I know you you have a lot on this movie too. So, I mean, this is my number one favorite movie of all time. Okay. What so it's number one on this list, of course, too. Yeah. But it, nothing beats this movie to me. I I wore out a VHS tape watching this movie. I've easily seen this movie over a hundred times without question. Um, I, I, I love it. I just remember, and we used to watch this every weekend. My friend yeah. Adam and I would watch this and Friday every weekend. <laughs> That's a good one too. And uh, I remember watching it at parties and just naming off the cars that are in it. And the, the opening scene, the judge. when Sweet Emotion plays when the 70 judge rolls around the corner. The judge is my favorite car ever. Yep. Ever. So that's the first scene in it. And, uh, Randall Pink Floyd's got the El Camino and Wooderson Chevelle. And it's just like the soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks of any movie. Um, you talked about soundtracks earlier. The Dazing and View soundtrack is incredible. Yeah. And they did a second one, and that one's incredible. More dazed and confused. More dazed, but yes. Funny, you mentioned Sweet Emotion. That song was never released from Aerosmith to be on either of the soundtracks. Nope, Just I think the it's movie. the only song in the, the movie. That one in the Bob Dylan Hurricane song when he walks into Hurricane. the pool hall. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Which is like a nine minute song. Right, right. Which is um, it's a good song yeah. though. It is a great song. Um, God, I. I I know every line from this movie. Yeah. And what I love about it is that there is no point. And that's like the best thing in this movie. There's no no point. Real huge story arcs. They're just like really small little conversations here and there. Uh, whose bowling ball is this? It's just like <laughs> it's just small scenes. It's yours, just, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a great movie, man. It's oh this my is, god! It's... In this movie, is probably why I like Days or um, that '70s show so much because I yeah. want, even though it's a very, it's not very different, but it's different because it's more. That's more of a, a sitcom, obviously. But it makes me appreciate it more because it you see similarities, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm. I can't say enough things about Days and Confused. I mean, it's it is my favorite movie of any category of all time. Yeah. It's definitely in my top five of all the favorite movies of all time. I just thought it, we could have just, re, I guess we could have, for me, just re, redid this list as favorite movies of all time, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. but, uh, Did you see uh, his last movie? It was Everybody Wants Some? I haven't seen it. And it just came out last year, I believe, in 2016. Yeah. And I have not seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have seen it. What do you, what do you think? I mean, it, it was kind of slated as like a Days Confused Part 2. Because uh, it's about uh, a college baseball team mm-hmm. coming back from summer, and a lot of them are freshmen. Um, it's good. I mean, it's not Days Confused level, but it was decent. Okay. All right. Well, good, good. Well, we, we li- literally could both of us go on and on on this movie all night. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I, and I want to. I really do. Watch the leather, man. Um, <laughs> so... Uh... <laughs> but I'm not gonna. We gotta. We're gonna move on, Jim. We're gonna move on. But uh, okay. we love this movie, and I wore out my video VHS tape as well. Just so you know. So you're not the only one, big guy. <laughs> Good movies. <laughs> All right. Well, Jim, that was my number four. What's yours? Okay. Oh no, you already did your number. Uh, no, you didn't. My number three. three yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, three, American yeah. Graffiti. Yeah. Number yeah. three is probably on your list too. And it is 1993's. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Sandlot. There you go. Good. 
Good job. Uh, this is, as a kid, your ultimate summer flick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you were a kid, like, the 4th of July is the peak of summer. And the 4th of July in this movie is epic. So, that scene... I mean, it literally, literally brings tears to my eyes when I think of the scene, when I see the scene. <laughs> we watch it. We watch the Sandlot every 4th of July evening, my family yeah. and I. Um, That's awesome. It's it's perfect. Like, I even was, like, watching some of these summer movies, and I asked Dana, my wife, last night, and I said, well, we, she's like, well, we can't watch Sandlot. We got to save that for 4th of July. <laughs> you know, so it's like... It's, that's a great tradition. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Because that's... Oh, that's such a cool scene. That is such a cool scene. The 4th of July scene in the movie. Um, you, you go on, continue, because this is on my list as well. This is my number two, Jim. So I, have, okay. I snuck one in at number three that I don't think you're going to have. But uh, okay. I went with number two at the Sandlot. Um, but, uh, yeah, what else you got on the Sandlot? I mean, for the, for the kids, the cast was relatively unknown. And you see a lot of them later on in some movies, but you don't really know who they are. Like, the kid who played the catcher went on to do a few things. Yeah. Um, but most of them didn't really, as far as I know, go on to do have, like, huge careers. But it did have James Earl Jones and it had Dennis Leary in it, which were the kind of the two main stars in the movie. Right. And Karen Allen of, of, of uh, yeah. Indiana Jones fame, you know, was the mom. But she yes, was even she, she was also also not in a lot of movies up until like she was kind of out of the scene for a while. So this was kind of a coming out back party for her too. So it's um, I mean it's just a great great kids coming of age movie. I mm-hmm. guess um, everybody wanted to have that group of friends. Everybody wanted to have that type of a summer. Right. Where you you know you don't have any responsibilities. You're just playing baseball. Um, just. I mean, it's just a great movie. And the, the main, like, the main part of the plot is uh, them hitting the ball over the fence right. and trying to get the ball back, the Babe Ruth baseball back. From the beast. Baby Ruth? <laughs> Who's Baby Ruthie? Some girl signed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean that's the same guy? <laughs> <laughs> the great Bambino. Oh. God, that's a great movie. I love, I love it. And did, Jim, did you have a summer like this? Where you've just played baseball every day with your friends? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I think everyone had this kind of summer. You went to the same field. We Ours was called the field. You know, they call it there's the sandlot. And you had the same friends. And one of my favorite parts of this movie is the end. It's sad, too, because they're playing and then the kids start fading out as the narrator's talking about what, you know, what they went on to do. And, um, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you have these friends and then suddenly they, you're not – you don't have those friends. You're not close like that anymore when you're like, yeah, or whatever. And, uh, it's, oh, I just love it. It's, it's, it is, it's one of the best movies ever. When you have no responsibilities and you just want to play baseball all summer long. And all you did is just, you played until you had to go back to school, (laughs) you know? Oh, it's great. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the sequels? (laughs) I didn't see any of the sequels. I didn't see either. Uh, 2005 uh, direct-to-video sequel, Sandlot 2. Um, James Earl Jones actually returned. He's the only cast member to return. And there was another group of kids. And then um, there was a 2007 third movie, um, also direct-to-video, um, starring Luke Perry. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, he gets knocked back to 1976 from 2005. And relives his childhood in the 70s. Stop. Yeah. I didn't it's see awful. this. But Squints, Chauncey uh, Leopardi reprises his role 
as the as squints. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. You throw balls or you play ball like a girl. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. Yeah. This is again one of my favorite movies of all time. So. A great movie. Yeah. And the best thing to ever come out of this movie is you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you cannot you cannot go a baseball season without saying that. You cannot have, watch someone trying to make a <laughs> s'more without saying that or t- doing the whole line like s'more what? You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> oh, it's the best. And um, the shoes they wore, uh, PF Flyers, PF actually Flyers. made a, they made a comeback for a little bit in '93. They did. They re-released the shoes that the kids all wore in the movie. So. Yeah, uh, they look just like a Chuck Taylor. Yeah, they were, that's what I actually thought. That's what they were when I was a kid. I didn't really, you know, realize they were different brand. But um, the guy who plays uh, Mike Vitar, who plays uh, um, Benny, um, he, he uh, went on to star in like Mighty Ducks two, and you know, I think he's now with like a firefighter mm. or something like that. But he, in the end, when he shows him as an adult playing for the Dodgers, that's his real life brother. Was, uh, played that. Oh, role. really? Yeah. So I thought that was yeah. kind of cool. I just found that out just last night when I was researching this movie. So I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. Well, good, good, Jim. Well, that's your three, and that's my number two. So should we all go with my number three? Unless you got anything else on the Sandlot. I do not. All right. Well, my number three is a Tom Hanks classic from 1989. It's called The Burbs. Oh, I didn't even think of The Burbs. <sighs> The Burbs is I is like what I live now. I just I, I monitor my neighborhood. <laughs> I make sure everything's good. You know, like this movie is great. For those of you who don't know, it, it's um, it takes place, I believe, like a Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend. It doesn't really specify. It's summertime, but he takes the, the guy, uh, Tom Hanks. His name's Ray Peterson in the movie. He takes a week off of work. And he he wants to, his vacation is just his backyard. He doesn't want to leave the house. It's he just wants. I can to, relate to that, right? And it sounds awesome, actually. Well, then hilarity ensues and stuff, and he you know like um, uh, he he has new neighbors called the Clopex, and no one's seen them. And they've been there a month. The the grass is dead, and they're you know and the there no no one's coming in, no one's coming out, and so of course people in suburbia, which that's where burbs comes from. It's shorthand for you know suburbs. Uh, they they start thinking you know they're evil doers they're crazy people like you know because they're nosy neighbors and that everyone has these has nosy neighbors everyone has that and um, it is so much fun they just, just hang out in the neighborhood and just you know they they go on and spy on these people I mean it turns out that these people are bad and stuff like that and you know so they're right but it's uh, it's so much it's so funny and and this is another one that my friends Tony Ryan and I we have a just like a, a continuous text thread of just us saying lines from the movie <laughs> you know <laughs> oh it's the best and uh Corey Feldman is in it as yep, the neighbor yep. kid um and uh he's he's uh he's great his parents are gone for the week and his his job is that he's watching his parents house and his job is to paint it and she never paints it um another neighbor is uh, uh Mr. Rumsfield and he's like a he's like a marine, <laughs> you know. He's all about uh, you know. He's got all the spy equipment that helps him spy on the neighbors and stuff like that. And then there's the old man down the street, Walter, who goes missing. And that's where the that's he goes missing. And it's, that's where the whole thing's like, oh, the the Klopex got him. They killed him and they buried him in the backyard. And so they, st- you know, it's just ridiculous. It's a it's a great movie. And uh, uh, funny thing about Corey Feldman at the time, 
and he was really good friends with Michael Jackson. I don't know if you remember that. He was always, mm-hmm. you know. And Michael Jackson ha- was famous for having that chimpanzee named Bubbles. <laughs> remember this? Yeah. Okay, so Michael Jackson would visit Corey Feldman on the set and bring Bubbles with him. So weird. It's very weird. I know. But I've, I put this in here because um, Bubbles uh, was a frequent guest, and they, um, they, but he, he was confined to Feldman's trailer. And, and so they've left him in there. But um, after a few times after shooting, Corey would return to his trailer to find that the chimp had uh, defecated all over, <laughs> all over the trailer. And uh, so then uh, he was banned from the set. The, <laughs> Michael Jackson and, uh, and, the, and the chimp could no longer come to the set. So the director, Joe Dante, banned him from the set, which I thought was funny. Uh. So, um, so the screenwriter Dana Olson, who plays a cameo actually in the movie, used this inspiration. Um, you, you know, used the inspiration from um, from his own town uh, neighborhood. He had a set of neighbors similar to the Klopeks, who were hardly ever seen and never took care of their lawn. So he just kind of took that concept and just made these people like murderers and and stuff. So it was kind of cool. So, yeah. And the term everyone you know when the pizza guy shows up, everyone's like pizza dude. Well, mm-hmm. that, apparently that there there's 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 chatter out on the internet that Corey Feldman saying that in this movie was the first time people like that coined that phrase where people would yell pizza dude when the pizza delivery guy would show up. So I'm not sure how true that is, but I like to think it's true. Hmm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the pizza dude. All right. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, and one of, one of the best parts of this movie is the very beginning. It's right, uh, Universal Studios put it out, and you know how Universal had the the spinning globe in the you know as their logo as their you know in the beginning of a movie. Well, this one it zooms in. It, it, first movie to ever do this, I think. It zooms in on the town, and it, you know you can't really tell, but it zooms in the middle of America somewhere, and uh, license plates in the movie say Illinois. But if you people like it, looks like it zooms in near Des Moines, Iowa. But so somewhere around there, somewhere around where you might have grown up, Jim. Interesting. Yeah. Did you have neighborhoods like this? <laughs> Not really. No. Yeah. We didn't really have suburbs. My town wasn't big enough to have suburbs. No. Probably not. So you think it it's got to be a suburb of Chicago or a suburb probably, of Des Moines yeah. or something probably. like that? Probably. Yeah. Um. Uh. The the. The lot that they filmed it on is a famous for it's in a lot of movies the and shows the Munsters, Desperate Housewives, uh, Freddy, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. They use those home those homes for a lot. It's a actual built neighborhood on the Universal lot in California. So like you hmm. see the same houses in some of the, a lot of different movies and shows. So, but I I absolutely love this movie. I don't know why it's it's not one like people think of a lot. Um, Tom Hanks does say it's one of his favorite movies he's ever done, though, which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, but it's it's just funny. It's just it, I don't know. It's it's summer related because you you had that where you know before we ever you know had phones and internet and stuff. Sometimes you just sat on your porch in the summer because it was a nice summer evening, and you kind of just watched the neighborhood progress, you know, go by and stuff. And that's kind of what this starts off. These guys are doing. They're kind of just hanging out and and watching the neighborhood. And and uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a cool. It's a cool concept. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites too. So, well, okay, Jim. Well, let's let's, let's keep moving along here. What's, We're uh, just flying tonight. Yeah, we already said my number two, Sandlot. So, what's your what's your okay. number two? Uh, mine is a movie we've already talked about on our very first episode. Oh, oh, it is Caddyshack. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. It damn it's right a, does a summer it, movie. That's right. It's a it's it's summer job. He's a caddy. 
Um, I mean, we're talking Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Rodney Dangerfield. Those are your your big three headliners on it. We've we've all seen this movie. We all know this movie. You've all heard us talk about this movie. So I'm not going to go on and on about it, but you can't, we've said before, you cannot play a round of golf. You cannot uh, do putt-putt golf. You cannot go to a driving range without someone quoting this movie. And you can't quote it without someone already knowing the next line. Yes, that's true too. Yeah. Like, Jim, give me a line. You say something, and I bet I can get the next one. Uh, Right in the lumberyard. What's wrong with lumberyards? I own two lumberyards. I notice you don't spend a lot of time there. Not really sure where they are. See? See? Damn! Still got it. That was unrehearsed, my (laughs) friend. Unrehearsed. Noonan, Denunzio, Mitchell, you're on the tee. All right. Uh, No, nice shot. Right on the beach. Uh, Yeah, you can't can't go golfing without... Saying this movie, quoting well, this movie constantly. How, oh. how do you uh, how do you measure yourself against other golfers? By height. Perfect. <laughs> well, you know, Doctor Beeper is club champion, and I'm no slouch myself. Oh, don't sell yourself short there. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> People are listening, like, oh, stop. We don't care. <laughs> God, shut up. I'll uh, just watch the movie. I, I do. Did I ever show you that shirt I have? It just says I speak in fluent uh, movie quotes. No. Yeah, I, I I should be wearing that right now because that's all I'm gonna. <laughs> there's a there's a shirt that I've always wanted to buy. They sell it on the Chive, and it's a uh, like a cartoon character of uh, uh, Ty Webb and uh, what's his name walking down the fairway, and it just below it it just says every day, Danny. Just says every day, which is because he goes, you do drugs, Danny, every, every day. day. Good, good. So, so, so what's, what's the problem? problem? <laughs> yeah. I just, don't know. The shirt just says every day. I don't know. I gotta go to college. I gotta. Okay, all right, buddy. Well, that's a good one. Okay, my number two is Sandlot. So okay. we're already on our number ones, Jim. Uh, yeah, and I've already said mine. Okay, well, what's w- real quick? What are some that didn't uh, make your list? Uh so my horror movie that I was gonna pick was gonna be Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah, Camp Crystal Lake. Get out of here. Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. Summer Camp. Yeah. Great movie. I actually thought you were gonna pick it. I actually thought that it would be on your list. I, it it was really really close. Uh, I mean, it's one of the big three uh, between Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween. The original Halloween. Those are like the big three horror movies. Right. And it was really really close, but I didn't take it. Also, Adventureland. I like that movie oh, a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, that was kind of that was one that I really like. And if, if you haven't seen that, go do yourself a favor, go on Netflix and watch it. That. that is a great movie. I mean, Paul Rudd in that movie makes me wet myself. Yeah. That scene where he drops the lunch tray yeah. is like, oh my god, it's so hysterical. And they did, uh, they did a a a, a season too, also a season that takes place after that movie, which was funny. Mm-hmm. And now they're making a new movie, which is like ten years later or something like that. Oh jeez. So yeah, those are funny movies. Um, I had, um, I had uh, Jaws was one that I really was close because I love, I love the movie Jaws. Uh, I'm it, shocked that wasn't on your list. It was on my list. It kept moving down, and I actually was having an argument with myself last night. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can't. Why? Well, this is one of because it's one of my favorite films. Like it's it's. I, had a, I was talking to the guy at work today. Oh, and he always says when you talk, when you, ask, when you say you talk about this guy at work, you never say me by name. So I'm gonna not say him by name. So I was talking to you guys. <laughs> this guy at work. His name is Marshall. All right, Marshall. I said your name. There you go. Um, and he go and I go. He goes like, well, "What's kind of summertime movies?" And I told him, I said this one because I knew this one wasn't gonna be on my list. 
And he goes, well, I've never seen Jaws. I'm like, what? He goes, well, it's an older movie. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's it's still, it's such a great movie. It's a great, scary movie. It's still scary. <laughs> you don't even see the freaking shark until like the end of the movie and it's still freaky, you know? And it's, uh, it's so well shot. And it, the story behind making Jaws, which they nicknamed Flaws, because it was <laughs> such a horrible time making it almost is Spielberg's big chance. And he almost never worked in, in the business again because of it, because the studio was so mad at him. And, but it's such, it's so good. It's such a good movie. So yeah, this was a, that was a hard one not to put on my list. And the other one that was, that I, I watched it last night, it was the great outdoors. Oh yeah. And I love, I love the great outdoors. Um, and, uh, I, I did want to mention it because there's a lot of, uh, they, there's a the guy in the one of the guys that owns the cabins in the shirt in the movie is wearing a shirt that says i've been to duluth which yeah (laughs) which we sell those here in duluth if you're looking to buy one do you really yeah i bought dana one actually when when i when we um right before we got engaged i told her i'm like oh i got something for you and i think we were going to florida for a trip and she i think she knew i was gonna propose but i bought that also so i gave her that (laughs) first to kind of throw her off the trip she wasn't amused, but she likes the shirt now after she got the ring, so that's good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, that we sell those here. So if you ever come to visit, you got to get one. I believe, I believe uh, our friend Paul bought one for himself or for his wife when they came and visit. I'll so, definitely buy yeah, one of yeah. those. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a great movie. They're remaking it, I guess. Which I, you know, I, you know how I feel mm. about these remakes. But Kevin Hart. They, oh they no, it's it. gonna be horrible. Yeah, and I like Kevin Hart as a comedian and stuff, but he doesn't make good movies. I'm sorry. They're not good. Um, the uh, the old ninety sixer, but it eats the yeah. steak. Ninety six pound steak is awesome. But I mentioned I wanted to mention uh, it. It takes place in Wisconsin. It doesn't mention too much about Wisconsin, but it's it's, it's implied that it takes place in Wisconsin. And because um, there's a lot of signs in the bar, like a, a beer sign, it says Point Beer. Well, that's uh, from mm. Stevens Point, Wisconsin. And uh, and uh, so that that's kind of says well that's figures out where they are you know kind of thing but they filmed it all in california yosemite national park in bass lake california but um it's a great movie that was a it was so hard to mention to not put it on and i'm kind of already i'm i'm cheating right now by mentioning things about the movie because i was so sad to leave it off you know but uh that's a good one that and jaws that was tough but like i said it's not our top seven jim it's <laughs> Tom and Jim's top seven. Yeah. Other Big other couple ones I wanted to put on there. Um, uh, what about Bob? Bill Murray again. Oh gosh, That's a great one. And Weekend at Bernie's, which I love. Weekend at Bernie's. I thought you were gonna have that on your list. Actually, uh, I love Weekend at Bernie's. It's so uh, uh, makes me laugh. So anyway, well, let's get out. Let's just go. Let's get into it, Jim. What's uh? What's what? Should I do? You, do you think we have the same number ones? No, you already know what mine is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised this one is not. What if I said that I'm going to say a line from the movie? I want to hopefully you know what it is. Oh no! You, it's the first line of the movie. I was 12, going on 13. First time I saw a dead human being. Is that uh, uh, Stand by Me? Yes, it is. <laughs> Holy crap! Stand by Me is my favorite movie of all time, hands down. It beats out every wow. other movie I've ever seen, including Goonies, which I would talk about a lot, including Sandlot, which is, that's a t- t- tough, you know, Sandlot's a close number two, <laughs> you know. I love the Stand, Stand By Me. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I mean, hopefully everyone's seen it, but it's a coming-of-age story, again. Um, it came out in 86, uh, but it uh, takes place in uh, 
the, the, the couple days right before the end of summer in 1959. And um, it's these four kids who are friends. They're 12 years old. And they're going into junior high next year. So they, they talk a lot about how they're going to, you know. Do you remember that when you're in elementary school, you're always in the same class. And then next, you're like, you're kind of worried about middle school or junior high. Because like, oh, I got to change classes and, and go yeah. to, you know. And so they talk about that in the movie, which is kind of cool. Because you could relate to that, really. And um, and it's these four kids who who just get together. And they hear, they hear about this other kid who's their age that uh, went missing. And they think he's dead. And um, they said, well, let's go find the body. And it, this is from a Stephen King uh, short story called The Body, which came out in 92, or 82, I'm sorry. And um, and also in that same book is a book of short stories that Stephen King, or that, that, that Stephen King wrote. And it also has Shawshank Redemption in there and oh. uh, Misery, I believe, <laughs> also in there. And uh, But anyway, um, uh, they renamed it uh, Stand By Me, the Ben E. King song. Um, just because they thought that it was a, a better title and they wanted to use a song and stuff, and it, it is a great title for that the movie because it's a, it's it's really about these these boys who they love each other. These are their best friends, and they they you know they they go through a lot. They talk. They have really good deep conversations. They joke with each other. It's uh it's really cool to see how these kids can relate. You know how they relate to each other and how they use their you know they don't sometimes they don't want to ask their parents for advice they need they need a friend to talk to and that's kind of what this movie is there you know the one kid who's played by will wheaton um uh gordy and uh he you know he's kind of the, a little more of a nerdy kid he's a writer he, he likes to write and stuff and his best friend chris is kind of like the 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 you know the, the black sheep the guy who gets in trouble you know who 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 gets in trouble for, at school and stuff and um but he encourages them to keep you know stay don't follow me you know keep doing what you're doing and it's kind of cool because they're best friends and they're opposite but it's just really cool like how they how their relationship is and then the uh, Corey feldman's also in this movie he plays D- teddy and then jerry mm-hmm. o'connell a young fat jerry o'connell <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even look like him uh plays Vern, and uh and uh yeah it's, it's just an awesome movie i absolutely love this movie um the they went through a ton of people. Rob Reiner did the is did this movie, and they went through a ton of kids to figure out the be, the best four. And he found the four kids who are the same as their character. Um, uh, River Phoenix, who played Chris Chambers, was kind of like the cool kid. You know, the cool you know kind of uh, had a little something a mystery behind him. Um, Will Wheaton was a nerdy kid. I mean, the very next year he went on to be on Star Trek, and he's is a lifelong. He, he king of nerds he calls himself you know like he is that kid Corey feldman you know he's a he, he he has a lot of trouble with his parents in this movie well he that was his life he had trouble with his parents and stuff like that and so it's cool and, and jerry o'connell was just kind of the fat little nerdy kid you know the, the the kind of like goofy kid that would just follow along you know and and uh so it's pretty cool um Kiefer sutherland plays the the big bully in it named ace uh one of his i don't know if it's his first movie i think it was his second movie but oh my god, he was scary. <laughs> he, he scared the hell out of me. I thought he was gonna kill these kids, you know. Dude. He he was awesome. Um, the movie takes place in uh, in Castle Rock, and uh, in, you know, fictional place in Portland or near Portland, Oregon. And uh, Rob Reiner went on to create his production company is called Castle Rock, which produced Seinfeld and uh, in other movies and stuff. Rob Reiner did, and uh, which is an awesome name. I just love that name, Castle Rock, Oregon. And uh, yeah, I could, I mean, I could go on and on. I love, I absolutely love this movie. It's so, it's just perfect. It's it's an awesome summer movie. I had, you know, you had those friends when you were a kid, that um, 
I mean, the last line of the movie is, I never had the friends I had when I was 12 years old. Jesus, nobody does. You know, like that's the last line <laughs> spoken by the narrator, which you find out at the end the narrator is the grown-up Gordy, you know, talking the whole movie. And he's right. He's like, you have these friends because you're friends because you're you're in the, you know, in the neighborhood together and you've grown up with them. And, uh, yeah, it's just such a, it's just an awesome movie. I know I, I know a, a couple other friends of mine and, uh, and family members, they absolutely love this movie too. And we talk about it all the time. And, uh, what do you, Jim, you like this movie? Yeah. I'm, I mean, uh, I watched it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it a handful of times. It was never, I mean, I like it a lot. It was just never a movie that I watched repeatedly, I guess, growing up. Oh, I watched it all the time. Uh, I think it was too, the movies I watched a lot, like Adventures in Babysitting, were like the comedy movies. I never watched, like Stand By Me is like a serious movie. And I guess I just never rewatched it over and over. It is, it is, and it is. I mean, it is a serious movie. I mean, they do, they're going to find a body of a 12 year old, you know, like who got hit by a train, you know, like it's, but, and they have serious talks. But then there's the joking with your friends and stuff. It, it's kind of, it goes, it, it really walks the fine line. I mean, it's not a comedy by any means. No, but it's a great coming of age story. Um, the the uh, my wife when I was talking about this, she's like her favorite is the movie Now and Then, which is very oh, basically yeah. the girl version of this movie. It is, yeah, you know, with the with you know, and uh, I've only seen it one time maybe, and I don't remember it much, but I, she loves that movie, and it is it's the girl version of this movie, and um, a couple fun facts about the movie. Jim, you'll like this. Quentin Tarantino loves this movie. Uh, oh, by the way, his favorite movie, he, say, he says his favorite movie is, is Days, uh, of Days of Confused. Right. <laughs> and this yeah. is one of his other favorite movies. But he, um, he, he, the banter in the movie Stand By Me when the kids are sitting around the campfire talking about just many different things like Mighty Mouse and, and uh, you know, who's stronger, Mighty Mouse or Superman, you know, that stuff. Quentin Tarantino would take that took that concept and put it in a lot of movies, including Reservoir Dogs, which you talked to, we talked about a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And like how the, the guys are just talking about nothing, but it makes an awesome scene. Like he puts that kind of banter back and forth in a lot of his movies. And he says it's because of Stand By Me. That's why he does it. And uh, uh, the movie or the show on Netflix, which I love, and I, I believe you do, do do as well as Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, they, they there's another one they auditioned like four or five hundred kids for Stranger Things to find the right combination of four kids and then once they finally did, the way they did is they had the kids not read lines from Stranger Things, you know, they had them read lines from Stand by Me. And the Goonies. <laughs> and the Goonies. Yeah. And that's kinda how they uh found the which four kids would go well together. So That's awesome. Yeah. Um uh, Kiefer Sutherland in an interview, which I actually went back and listened to, he claimed in an interview that in one of the locations of the film, a Renaissance fair was being held, uh, and the cast and crew attended and bought some cookies. But he says, unfortunately, we, and he said they didn't know, the cookies turned out to be pot cookies, and two hours <laughs> two hours <laughs> later, the crew found Jerry O'Connell crying and high on cookies somewhere in the park. <laughs> because <laughs> he was he was the youngest too i think he was actually he was actually 12 when he when he was there when he filmed so he <laughs> probably scared the hell out of him you know but, that's great uh yeah it's, i just i absolutely love it um after rob reiner um screened the movie for stephen king because stephen king he likes his movies being or his, his books being made in movies but he also doesn't at the same time like because sometimes it's you know, it's a it's his it's his book it's his books. You know, so it's it's got to be hard for someone to 
let someone make it into a movie and knowing like are they going to do a good job well he um Rob Reiner screened the movie for him and Reiner noticed that King was visibly shaking and wasn't speaking <laughs> and he left the room and then Rob Reiner just kind of sat there and then King came back and said that that was the best ad- adaptation of his work he's ever seen wow and it was just from a short story but Stephen King wrote it based on the friends he grew up with you know but out in Maine, you know, and the reason they this one's in Oregon and not Maine, like all of Stephen King's movies, because the, the the screenwriters when they're you know, adapting the book into the short story into the movie, they just, they just said you know there's a line in there that says it's they're near Portland. Well, they just thought oh it must be Portland, Oregon. Well, there's a very famous Portland, Maine too, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's why that's why that's the only reason that it took place in Oregon. They just said well let's just keep it, you know so. I just assumed it was Maine because uh, most of Stephen King's books. Yeah, take it was place supposed to be in the in the book. The body is Maine, but it actually is in Oregon. That's it's based in Oregon. So, huh. yeah, oh, I love I love it. It's a great movie. They you know they walking down the tracks and they're singing songs and they're they're joking with each other. And that scene with the leeches when they go and they're trying oh, to cross yeah. the pond that scared me out of water probably for five years. <laughs> like I wouldn't go in lake water or swamp water or anywhere near a swamp because I thought leeches were gonna get me. And if you know what I'm talking about, there's a scene where he, the leech latches onto one specific thing, and it's uh, it's very scary for a 12 year old <laughs> boy. So, yeah, that's all. That's all I got, Jim. That's all. I mean, there's, well, good I, pick, yeah, Tom. I didn't yeah. see Stand by Me coming. I, oh, I love, I love Stand by Me. Absolutely love it. Yeah. See, I don't always have to like comedies. <laughs> You're sensitive too. I am very sensitive, Jim. I am very sensitive. So I start see like I started we we talked about Days and Confused was this and it was the start of summer, and then we talked about American Graffiti and uh, and Stand by Me, which is the end of summer. So that's kind of you know it's kind of nice. Yeah, got it all in there. Even Fourth of July in there. <laughs> Hit everything. Didn't Hit we? everything. Oh, well, cool, Jim. Well, what else you got? Anything? No, that's uh, that's the end of the show. It is. The the movie's over. What are you still doing here? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. That's great. This one was fun. I li- I, li- I liked it. I liked that rapid fire, too. It, it was a, This was going to be a tough one. I think even today you asked me, what were we doing again? <laughs> you know, like, how do we define this? <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, uh, no, I, I just, I, I, I gear up for summer. And so that's why I wanted to do these this this episode now. It's like, you know, kind of gearing up for the whole summer thing. And then, so, yeah. Oh, well, hey, Jim, I think that's, I think that, I think we've, I think we've had enough. <laughs> where can, yeah, where, yeah. where can people hear us, Jim? They can hear us on wherever they listen to their podcasts. Uh, Google Play and iTunes and Podbean. And I use an app called Podcast Republic and pretty much whatever you use, yeah, yeah. we are there. Yeah. Stitcher and uh, yeah, everything. And yeah, Stitcher, uh, yeah. you can find us, uh, you can follow us on Facebook and you can uh, follow us on Twitter, and you can follow us also on Instagram. And sometimes Jim posts wonderful pictures of me sneaking behind a backpack, <laughs> or mm-hmm. Jim's trip to uh, Walt White's uh, <laughs> Breaking Bad building. Yeah, well, I forgot that happened the, once. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I so, was yeah. staying the night in Albuquerque. Oh beautiful place uh yeah so you can follow us and stuff on there you can uh, also email us at uh tom and jim's top five at gmail and uh yeah and thanks again to mary uh grace donaldson of not another millennial blog joining us for an interview our first interview jim how do you think we did um 
Well, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know we'll what you. I don't know what you want me to say, Tom. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, well, so next week, Jim, what are we doing? Uh, are we doing summer songs? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we're gonna stick with the summer theme. One more week. So, is next week the week that we're the featured Podbean podcast? Oh no, I didn't even mention that. It is not. But <laughs> the week of May 29th. Whoa. Yes. The week of May 29th, Tom and Jim's Top 5 will be one of the featured podcasts on podbean.com. What do you think of that? That's pretty amazing. No idea I don't know how who you bribed, happened. but that's phenomenal. I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, you know. And so look for, look for us there. Tell your friends. Uh, we're, we're going places, Jim. We should pick a decent topic on that show. I actually, um, yeah, we probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should actually do a good show. Ah. Uh, I like these doing. I like doing these bad ones. <laughs> I like doing these subpar episodes. Uh, well, next week we'll get back into music. I like doing the music. I like so this so summertime songs. I want like something you want to sit on the back deck, drink a beer, and listen to that kind of thing. Okay. So you you, you got some in mind? Yeah, I mean, I listen to music like seasonally. Right. Um, Perfect. So as soon as the weather gets nice, my windows are down, and there's a certain certain amount of bands that I listen to this time of year. Right. I'm pretty sure it's uh, 1930s jazz. It's pretty much all I listen to, actually. Right. Right. Good. Yeah. Good. All right, Jim. I've had enough of this. I'm I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go to the laundromat. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm telling you, Jim. Just break. Just buy. Just buy the. Just buy a new dryer. It's probably going to be worth it. I don't feel like taking mine apart. Good, good call. Well, enjoy your evening, Jim, and I will. Uh, I will talk to you in five minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. Good night, Jim. <laughs> good night. When the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see. No, I won't be afraid Oh, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me So darling, darling, stand by me Oh, stand by me Oh, stand Stand by me Stand by me If the sky That we look upon Should tumble and fall Or the mountain Should crumble To the sea I won't cry I won't cry No, I won't Shed a tear Just as long as you stand, stand by me And all and stand by me Oh, stand by me Oh, stand now Stand by me, stand by me
Whenever you're in trouble, 